Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Report. Uh, today, joined by past guest, uh, Bob Dunn, good friend of mine, of course. Uh, Bob, welcome to the program, sir. Hey. Glad to be here again. It's been an interesting beginning of the year, but looking forward to it. Nice. We're going we're gonna to talk about some of that stuff today. If uh, folks who don't know who Bob Dunn is, uh, he's very well uh, known in the WordPress space as a WordPress educator, trainer, uh, and speaker at various WordCamps across the country. Uh, and uh, as always, you can subscribe to Matt Reports, mattreport.com slash subscribe. That'll get you on the mailing list where I send absolutely no email. <laughs> uh, funny as that goes, hopefully I can change that in 2016. So I, I just one of those moments where, you know, the first email I send out on MailChimp uh, for 2016, I'm going to get like the swath of unsubscribers because they're going to be like, who the hell are you? Um, but I promise... Uh, that uh, going into 2016, I'll get some better emails out there. I'll get more consistent emails out there, things that matter to you. Um, not that I haven't done that in the past, but anyway, I'll get off that rant. Uh, mattreport.com slash subscribe. Search for us uh, in iTunes. It's Matt Report. Uh, or you might be able to find me as well as WordPress Podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Helps us get found. Everyone says it. Every podcast under, under the sun says it because it is oh so true. Uh, that the better rankings, uh, the better stars, uh, the higher we raise uh, in the ratings, which gets found. Uh, so that'd be awesome. Uh, today's title, uh, Bob and I were just throwing darts at the board before the show started, is how can a WordPress educator or blogger make money in this space, right? So you're not a developer, you're not a designer, you're not even a real WordPress consultant in the sense, but you're, uh, you're, you're helping people learn the software in the various pieces of software around the WordPress ecosystem, you're educating folks, you're training them, or you're writing reviews. Uh, reviews is something that uh, Bob is starting to do. I'm actually starting to look at it uh, in my business. But before we get to that, Bob, welcome back to the program. What's going on in, in your world, sir? You uh, recently moved, I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It was interesting, right? Between actually um, Christmas and New Year's, we moved to a small community in Washington State called Ocean Shores. So we are actually, oh, they, we're probably about oh, less than a mile from the beach and I'm loving it. It's We lived here 20-odd years ago and back, so just finally settled in. Moving's always a joy in itself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now I'm ready to, I've, I've been getting back into things, got a little behind on stuff, but I, I'm ready to go in the new year. Yeah, that's awesome. My brother uh, just moved out to uh, uh, Seattle, and I <laughs> I remember telling you about it, and like, hey, he's in Seattle. He's, uh, what was it called? Market Street, I believe. And uh, you were like, yeah, that's great, but I just moved three hours away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I will be back, and I'm going to meet up with him for sure. That'll be cool. Nice. So, <laughs> so are you going to, uh, when the WordCamp Seattle happens, are you actually going to uh, attend it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, now, and I have a few workshops uh one or two workshops left to do and i'm going to go up to i i do go to the woocommerce meetup i'm core organizer there so you know it's, it's a drive but i still want to kind of connect with people so i don't mind you know a couple times a month driving to seattle and having coffee with people going to meetups whatever so i'll so i'll be, still be going up there yeah awesome awesome uh, let's dive into this topic today it's how can wordpress educators or bloggers make money in this space um Sort of let's let's two old guys, us two old guys, roll up our sleeves and say, <laughs> I remember the days when you know we were making hand over fist and money. And I didn't even know I didn't have enough room under my mattress to store all this money. Yeah, all right. Uh, so you know, let's start with uh, you know where you've taken before we dive into our uh, actual the critical thinking topics, but where you've taken the business uh, through 2015 and into 2016. I know. You had membership uh, throughout at least the very beginning of 2015. Then you started doing some workshops. Is there any lessons in there that you can sort of uh, di uh, break down for our listeners? Oh, man. Um, so membership. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and remember, two old guys uh, going at it. we have like six hours? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, membership, uh, yeah, did have that. Dropped that one. It just started a new one around the online courses. It's actually launching this month. It was going to launch January 1st, but the move kind of put a hink in things. And, well, that was delayed a bit. So I'm moving back onto that. And the workshops went really well. Um, we can probably, when we talk a little bit more about workshops, I'll get into that. But I've had these sponsored workshops. 
but there has been some challenges lately with them. And so those I'm actually going to be dropping in 2016. I think, like I said, I have one or two left, but I may look at some possibilities down the road. I'm just not sure. So I'm, so I'm taking it in a different direction. And I'm also, I started in late 2015 doing, uh, paid reviews and documentation for um, vendors, designers, whatever. And that I'm what I've decided is to pull in that skill I have and what I've been doing forever and kind of go to that audience of the WordPress community rather than just users and see how that goes. It's The reviews have been going really well. So I'm doing that. And then I, I, I got some other things, I think, in 2016. going to get the podcast back up. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dabbling around some more online live, you know, whether, I don't know if it's webinars or what, but just kind of testing the waters, thinking through some stuff right now on that end of things. So I'm not sure where that direction will go, but, um, hopefully it'll go somewhere soon. <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. That's, that's a great, uh, great structure. Let's dive into the membership uh, and courses stuff first and the particular challenges, right? So if you are brand new to this concept of, Hey, I, you know, I'm somebody who wants to train people and I'm thinking about doing a membership. This doesn't even have to be WordPress related, right? It could be, I mean, if you spend, God, if you spend two days like searching around internet marketing and how to start uh, a membership course and how to sell your course, you're going to see some pretty crazy stuff, right? People are going to say things like you can make, you know, seven figures selling your <laughs> online course, right? Good luck to you, sir or ma'am. Yeah, really. Right? Uh, because it is very, it's like trying to win the Powerball, right? Uh, it's everything oh, yeah. that we see uh, on the outside looks great. And it's an attractor to these particular marketers who are marketing these these concepts. Um, but I've, what I've found, so let's set, the, let's set the premise. Memberships and courses are one way to make money. So you could have your particular uh, niche in WordPress uh, or even for a particular plugin because plugins are all huge ecosystems as well. Like WooCommerce is huge, right? It's as, as big as WordPress itself in terms of being able to create content and courses. Um, so you might have your particular, your particular niche in this space and you want to create a course or you want to create a membership. You get that recurring income coming in. It's beautiful. Uh, you either do it on a monthly basis, a yearly basis, or break it up somewhere in there between. But uh, you got to create the content and you got to bring people to the website. It's no different than any business. You got to get your product in front of the customer, uh, which is a particular challenge to itself. Uh, what I found, and maybe you can speak to this as well, is for memberships, I ran a small membership once. Uh, it's called Matt Report Pro. Uh, and it was very difficult for me to get members engaged and committed to uh, interact with either the course material, the private community that I was creating, the forum, all of this stuff. Uh, this is about a year and a half, almost two years ago. Uh, all of this stuff. Uh, it was very difficult to get them engaged. And that was the biggest thing that I saw or the biggest challenge I saw in the membership. For me anyway, it wasn't creating the content, but it was getting the, 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 the folks in the membership to engage with it because it was only as valuable as, uh, as you know, the, the value of it was only as good as if they actually, you know, read the stuff or watched the stuff or interacted. Uh, is that the same case with what you had going on with your membership? Yeah, that's exactly it. And actually that's what, as odd as it seems, I'm avoiding this time <laughs> because, because it was, it's, I mean, you know, whether it's forums or, you know, however you decide to get that, that um, interaction on the membership site, it's tough. And especially when you open up a forum and nobody's going in and doing anything and you're thinking, okay, you know, and nobody wants to be the first one or something and everybody's looking at it and freaking out and thinking, ah, you know, should I even say something? So that community is huge. And I think, you know, that kind of what going back to what you said, too, was, you know, everybody talks about building a site, building a membership site. It's so easy building, building, building and all those other, you know, 10 things that you have to do prior to it. And after that, as far as marketing and, and building up a community, even to have join your membership before, you know, it's it's kind of if you have a community, move it over into your membership. But if you don't have a community when you start it, you're pretty much sunk in the water because who's out there? Who's supporting you? Who's going to take it? You know, I hate to say it, a chance with you. So, 
getting that community even build up before takes time and stuff. And I think a lot of membership sites don't do that beforehand and that's why they fail. So I, yeah, so this time it's, for me, it's just, I'm, I'm just putting in some content. I think we have a little bit different direction that I'm going. I've, I've tweaked some things, which I can, you know, talk about more, but, but, um, yeah, the community is get, getting them engaged. It's tough. It's really is. Everybody wants to talk, but they want to talk on Facebook. So, you know, it's, a, it's a, a lot of people are just creating groups there, which ends up being part of their membership, which is kind of, you know, fragmented but you know for some it works well yeah you bring up a great point is it's not it's so you have all those challenges that we talked about right getting them engaged wanting this stuff wanting to learn uh having the time to do all this stuff but then there's the challenge of uh where are they where are their eyeballs right now and and for a lot of folks it's doing the work that they do right so whatever their day job is doing that work and then when there's a breathing moment it's while well, they're on facebook uh sort of just uh, sort of, you know, uh, uh, decompressing or just, you know, killing time or whatever, uh, and, or they're watching like Netflix or, or something else or some kind of entertainment value that gets, you know, that, that takes a piece of their attention pie. Uh, so then it comes down to, God, now I have to go log into so-and-so's private WordPress site. It's not top of mind. It's not easily accessible as easy as it is. It's not easily as, as accessible because it's not in Facebook. There's those particular technical challenges, which is interesting to me. Um, I would also say, and maybe you have an idea on this, especially if somebody says, you know what, to hell with what, <laughs> to hell with all this advice that you're giving, <laughs> you're giving us, uh, I'm going to make a membership course or membership site. Uh, I think price plays a lot into this as well. And I think that when we price a course, we sort of say to ourselves, Oof, nobody's going to spend a hundred bucks or Oof, nobody's going to spend 500 bucks. Uh, God forbid somebody spends five thousand bucks, but I think that the the price has a super uh, uh, effect on the attention somebody gives to it. So if I'm going to spend a thousand bucks on something, I'm going to pay attention to it. If right. I spend a hundred bucks on something, eh, you know, given your whatever your particular situation is, whatever that course for a hundred bucks offers, I I might just not even get involved with it, and I actually might get upset at the fact that I spent a hundred bucks uh, and didn't use it, but maybe it was because, well, it wasn't really enough of an investment for me, right? Right. Which exactly. hurts both of us, which hurts the person buying the course and it hurts the, the person running the course, right? So I guess what I'm getting at here is, do we just simply charge more money uh, to get people more engaged? I mean, what are your thoughts on that particular? Y you know, and I went the single course route, but it wasn't, they were pretty simple courses and they weren't, you know, I wasn't charging much. I think if you go with the single course route, you need to put some serious meat into it and charge the bucks. I think that's how it's going to succeed because, for example, you know, I've, I've thought of doing them myself, but what I do is so hard as an online course because there's so many variables with WordPress you know there's just too many you know everybody has different needs so even if when I've tried some stuff in the distance past which was like that it didn't really work for my particular audience and for my particular subject but my my courses I'm just putting several of them on a membership it's a lot cheaper they're very they're you know not massive courses or whatever so if you're going to go with single online courses i say make them yeah make them meaty make them you know it's sure you have fewer people but they'll be paying more but if you're going to do you know like me i i'm doing kind of you know good they, they got substance to them but yes. people pay a membership and they can just go in and see which ones they want and stuff but um yeah i i, I definitely think online courses but as they sit singly, need, yeah, otherwise they're just, you know, everybody's just giving away. Here's yeah. my online course. Here's my free online course. I mean, I have a free online course I give away, right. you know. Uh, yeah. And which is I, a smart move, by the way. I mean, it's something that has to happen, I think, in order to oh, yeah. transition in, into a paid membership for sure. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so, yeah definitely. And, 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 you're, and the other great point you bring up is... Uh, it's not simply just, you know, raising the price and having the same old sort of stale course that you made seven years ago. Uh, it's certainly uh, associated with that is having high quality, a lot of con a lot of great content. It doesn't have to be a ton of content. It just has to be so damn good that the person walks away with 
that actionable advice where they can say, I, I watched this video tutorial for 30 minutes and I know what the hell I'm doing now. Right. Uh, and it was worth 200 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever that price might be. Yeah. And then I know my, with our online courses right now, we're, we're doing kind of a mix of WordPress technical and content because Judy, who's my wife and who is a writer, she's doing some content courses on um, how to write your bio, how to write effective headlines, things like that. And she's, of course, got the education background from way back. And she even puts in more of the, you know, here's some kind of that less, here's some homework for you to do. Sure. Something to go out and do. And that's kind of in her blood because she's, you know, that's what she did many years ago. Right. As far as teaching. But yeah, you got to get people, you know, to that extent. And, and we, we chose this time to go with just screenshots and text. I do a screencast, maybe a, if it seems like something I really need to show screencasts, I'll do like a minute, two minute screencast. But I, I went that route just because of keeping the courses updated. You know, I, the videos will just kill you, yeah. you know, time wise. So that was a, that was a major decision on my part to say, okay, it's easier to go in, snip a couple screenshots out, change the text, then recreate another whole video. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Let's transition to the second, uh, the second one on our list here, which sort of, uh, plays well with, uh, memberships and courses is in-person workshops. Um, this is something that's very interesting to me as well, uh, especially as I launch the first South Coast WordPress meetup here. I see the attraction of getting people in a room to show them how to do this stuff. Um, and Clint uh, Warren, uh, God rest his soul, passed away last year, uh, was was an awesome workshop guy, right? I mean, he was holding workshops <laughs> like every weekend um, and he was really crushing it with that. I mean, I think the tickets he was selling uh, were, you know, two or $300 each um, and he was getting roomfuls. Now, Clint is a, a much better looking guy than I am, <laughs> you know, <laughs> taller, stronger, there's some attraction there. Uh, so, you know, that, that might have a play in it, but what's your take on workshops? You're saying you're winding down. Uh, this is This is another opportunity for folks to take uh, selling WordPress education off, uh, excuse me, from online to offline. Uh, mm -hmm. But you're, you're saying you're winding it down. I think I know why, but, you know, fill us in on, on the challenges of workshops. Yeah, um, give you a little history. I've been doing them for probably about five years in, in reality around here. And when I first did them earlier, they were free workshops. They were uh, pretty much all around WordPress or blogging. And they were, you know, they were two, three hour workshops and they were, there's a lot of content I gave people. They weren't just a sales pitch, but I primarily did those as part of my marketing for my business because I did get a lot of people come to me and need a site or need help with the site and stuff just because they got there. This is great, but a lot of this is overwhelming. Please let me hire you type of thing. And I, I did, you know, I did probably 120 workshops like that in a matter of three years. I just, pumped them out and it really it it built up kind of a reputation locally and so on so so forth then i started moving to paid workshops and right away i realized you know well i've given free workshops too but when i i was kind of the same way when i saw my meetups and everything everything i was going to wow all these people want to learn well we and our um power in the wordpress community have made education free and everybody expects it. And very few people, I mean, there are some people, but there's very few that will uh, actually pay. Yeah. They're like, huh? You know, there's, why am I paying for this? There's all this free stuff. I can go to meetups or whatever. The other challenge I found with workshops was you really, I, I did several of them. I did a few of them that were like day long. And they were more intensive, you know, kind of build your site. I didn't promise a site in a day, of course, but it was, you know, to really get in there and work. The issue with that is you had to keep getting it down to more and more of a niche because everybody had different needs. So you were going off in 30 different directions and people were, oh, you know, but I need to add this. And, and it, it became like, whoa, you know, too much going on here. We're not, you know, and it seemed like we'd get behind on things and stuff. So I kind of dropped that off. And then this last year, I did, I thought, well, you know, maybe what if I got did workshops and I offered them free and I got WordPress vendors and people, the people out there to sponsor them? Well, when I started that, they would pay an X amount of money and I would 
do these workshops. There was, I mean, I actually did a six hour Yoast workshop just on his. So there was kind of these generic ones I had some people sponsor and then they could highlight their product. And initially they actually went really well, but then I don't know, suddenly it started becoming that whole thing of nobody had any skin in the game. And I was getting a lot of last minute cancellations and no shows. You know, just people, yeah, they didn't pay anything. And I would, you know, I'd almost beat it in their head, not too much, but say, you know, these, these sponsors have spent some money. This is not a big sales pitch. You're going to learn a lot. The people that did come came back to me when they found out I was going to be quitting them and said, wow, I'm really bummed because I learned about some plugins. I learned about some stuff I would have never used. I went out and bought them after the workshop because it was just exactly what I needed. Right. But there was a lot of people that were just, oh, yeah, you know, I woke up. Oh, I don't feel I'm hungover. I'm not going to go to Bob's workshop. Right. Or, you know, whatever the case, they just start. And it was like. Little did this, they know you were hungover, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I got there no matter what. But um, I, I thought it was unfair to sponsors. You yeah. Know? I, so I, I worked with them to do some other stuff. But so, so I kind of go back you know I've, I've looked i've thought about the paid ones and there are i see some people as you mentioned one example i see a few people around different parts i think there's a couple in austin that has quite a bit of success and some of them really do they they build these workshops and they do make incredible amounts of money but i i decided do i want to go back in that direction and really put that kind of energy into it and i kind of well for now i'm holding off but I think there is potential there. You just have to, you have to find that right market, which is the toughest. The t toughest thing is marketing workshops. That is a, cause there's really, I mean, you just gotta be out there constantly talking and you got this target market. They gotta live within, you know, driving distance and stuff. So there's the marketing's the huge, biggest challenge I had was doing that. So. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different variables there. I would never discourage anybody to do it, but really know that, you know, I mean, I'll give you a, one more quick example. I can't tell you how many people have come to me wanting to, you know, they say, Bob, can we talk about workshops because I'm doing them or I started them. And they said, you know, the very first problem I have is I get there and three of the people don't have WordPress installed anywhere or they've lost their password and we spend the next first 45 minutes of the workshop trying to get people organized, you know. Yeah. So even that, and even if you send them 16,000 emails beforehand <laughs> and tell them, be prepared, there's going to be that one person that sits there and goes, huh? You know, right. and, and they hold things up. So, so there's all these different challenges. It's a, it's a art in itself. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for a lot of, a lot of your audience to get exposure, to get, um, new clients, you know, doing, the, the kind of the free workshops really do do well you know yeah. when i i mean I've, i had several people if you have the venue and everything it just you know it, people do want that information and stuff but you've got to expect that attrition because it can be i mean anybody that's trying to meet up knows that you know how many people sign up how many people show up sure right so, yeah no i mean there's, so there's a lot to sort of digest in that one one of the things <laughs> is uh, and I'm right there with you. I think that you have to be because you're geofenced, right? You're 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 locked in this location. It's uh, the person has to drive there. Uh, you know, there's probably you know no one's probably going to drive, uh, uh, especially to a free workshop. No one's probably going to drive an hour uh, or beyond uh, to get there. Um, and I like the model. So just so the listeners know, the model you had going, which I thought was. A great idea was to have the sponsored workshops, i.e. Yoast pays uh, you for your time um, with some profit built in for you to run the workshop. They get some exposure. They get you out there training uh, on their, on the use of their, their plugin. Uh, and folks come and they kind of learn this stuff. Now, uh, the issue is because it's free, because it's paid for by the sponsors, they don't have the skin in the game. And by skin in the game, it's the person who's coming to learn this stuff. Uh, so right there, that's the challenge. Um, I think it's a great business model. Um, but the challenge is getting that person there. And I think you have to be in a highly trafficked location. Like when Clint was running his workshops, uh, he was, uh, he lived outside of New York, uh, but, uh, he was able to attract, uh, such a large crowd or go into New York city, uh, to, to hold these, uh, workshops. Right. So he, he was able to, to get a lot of traffic that way. Yeah. Um, but you know, just one more thing I want to throw in. I 
forgot to mention is the challenge with charging for a workshop and anybody that starts this is going to find that is if you are charging a fairly good chunk of money, you're going to find that people are more likely to purchase last minute. Yep. So you're freaking out two weeks before because nobody's signing up. You're wondering, okay, you have two signups and you think, am I going to do this workshop with two people? So you got to either cut it off, have a pre-cut off, you know, like even a week ahead or something and whatever. And then you have to decide, okay, am I going to go with, you know, I wanted 10 people. Now I have two people. Do I refund their money? I mean, there's all these other issues that come with the paid workshops as well. So they can be a challenge. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think one of the, so it's not to discourage people from doing no. workshops. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. I say, you know, give it a try because yeah. you never know. And I've had a lot of luck. It hasn't been all, you know, agony in the last right. years, right. but I have had some really good luck with workshops too. So, yeah. And I, and I think that uh, if, again, if you're thinking, hey, I do want to take my online offline, uh, you live in an area where you can get a lot of foot traffic, you can get a lot of foot traffic coming in, uh, or you or you just know that there's a larger community, even if you're not in a major uh, metro area, you can find enough people to come to this event. And I would probably, you know, just thinking about it on my own, of course, I've been doing consulting for eight years now, so I have a lot of local businesses that obviously use WordPress, mm -hmm. uh, I would go right to the business maybe uh, and see if there's staff uh, that use it at a business or a school or, you know, uh, whatever, uh, an organization, nonprofit uh, that can that can peel off a couple hundred bucks from from their accounting team to go and get uh, get some training on this stuff. And maybe that's a spin on it uh, as well. Right. Uh, and that's what I and I did it as well. I, I went to a lot of people and a lot of word of mouth to people yeah. that did come to them. At least I use them to spread the word, too. So, yeah, that makes total sense. Awesome. So we've covered uh, membership and courses or membership courses and workshop courses, in-person workshop courses. <laughs> Uh, next up, and one that you uh, mentioned that you're starting to see some good traction in, is paid reviews, right? So uh, right, this, right. this is where, uh, and again, as a plugin uh, creator myself, my own company, uh, I've paid for reviews before in the past uh, that work really well uh, in terms of driving traffic. Some others uh, don't <laughs> uh, work so well. Uh, and I have a lot... Uh, to say about this, and I know you do as well. And in terms of paid reviews, it's a love-hate uh, relationship for the reader, for the community, mm -hmm. uh, and even for, well, even for, it's a love-hate relationship all around for the, the yeah. person reading it, for the community at large, for the person who created the product, who's paying for a review, um, and for the person who's writing the review <laughs> right. uh, or recording the review. Uh, it's, it's, it definitely takes somebody who really knows this stuff who's just not putting out uh, blanket sort of crap, right? And, you know, yeah. I, I, I've been known not to make friends in this community before, and I'll just say <laughs> it, right? So there are plenty of reviewers out there who just write everything, and it's like, hey, we're going we're gonna to really review this plugin today. And then the answer always ends up being, it depends, right? Do you want this, yes or no? Just tell me what worked, what didn't. I want some... Uh, I want exactly. some real opinion pieces uh, in the WordPress space. And uh, so my experience in this realm is I haven't done, uh, actually, I, sh I should say, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, uh, I have finally signed the first paid review for the Matt Report. And I'll, I'm going to go into this later on in a separate podcast and a separate blog post, sort of why I'm getting into this space. Bob's going to actually allude to why he's getting into it today. Uh, I signed my first one. But we used to do this in the past on our studio YouTube account where for creating content, we would compare plugins and uh, and compare them against each other, right? Not in a bad, mm -hmm. malicious yeah. way, but in a real, yeah. like, here's how you use this stuff and here's why it's going to be good or bad for you. Right. Uh, and I think that there's a lot of that content missing in the WordPress blogging space at large. Um, I think that it makes total sense because if you're somebody like Bob or myself or many others that are out there, who put out good quality WordPress training education with a solid opinion, and they're and they're well known people, good people. <laughs> yeah. uh, then uh, and they've built an audience, and because it takes freaking time. Let me repeat that 
for those of you <laughs> who are listening, who are ready to build your blog and or podcast, it takes freaking time, right? Right. I got this, I've got this quote sort of rambling around in my head that I've been thinking about tweeting out and it goes something like this. I'm dumb enough to want to win tomorrow, but I'm smart enough to realize it takes years. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So I'm dumb enough yep. that I like, I, I, why am I not winning right now? I want winning <laughs> numbers right now. But the Hell other side yeah. of me Instant says, gratification. Right. The other side of me knows it takes time. And yeah. in order to access uh, the audience, which is so valuable to myself and to somebody like Bob, in order to to access that, it's not going to come free unless you're putting out some amazing work and I feel compelled to write about your unique situation. But if you're mm -hmm. bringing me another contact form plugin or another gallery, image gallery plugin, uh, and you want a review, it's going to come at a cost because number one, the review that I give you is going to help make your product better. It's like hiring me to review your product. Uh, literally to review your product and give you feedback. Uh, and second, you get access to an audience uh, on a blog and a podcast that trusts what I have to say because I run a WordPress business and I have been for eight years. Uh, so I'll get off my soapbox, Bob. <laughs> and I will let you uh, discuss your reasoning uh, for paid reviews. Yeah, for me, it's a bit different. And well, it's actually quite a bit different because when I, well, you know, I was, I was actually encouraged and, um, um, somebody suggested that kind of put this in, in my brain, a guy named Matt that I know that <laughs> has this podcast. Anyway, uh, um, but I, you know, I've been doing this stuff on my blog for, several years and I that's it I do tutorials I do you know I talk about plugins themes whatever and I I've loved doing it and I thought well you know maybe I should see if I can make some money doing this and my approach is a bit different because um I I had thought of how am I going to do this is it going to be a review of it's kind of like the Bob style of review and Bob style of review is I'm not going to sit there and glorify it and I'm not going to um you know, beat it down to death either in, in, in whatever way. My review is more of here are the features. Let me tell you what this thing does. Every once in a while, I'll kind of throw in a little, um, you know, well, you know, you may want to use this feature because of this, or this is a nice feature that I haven't seen in a theme before. So I think this is kind of a cool little option here, that type of thing. So I'm kind of doing a, not really a tutorial, but in a way, it's kind of a tutorial review that I'm just digging in and showing you everything this does. Right. I'm not giving huge opinions one way or another, but my audience, most of my audience doesn't want me to, I, I, they're, they're kind of used to, used to my style already. And I, so it, so mine's a bit different than, of course, the direction you're going, which I think there is a lack of that in a lot of these reviews and stuff. So, yep. you know, yeah, some people are just, you know, or they just sugarcoat things or whatever. And, and, you know, sometimes I do get a couple of them were by people I knew initially that right away bought a review when I announced that basically the day I started pushing it and I knew they had great products and I was happy to review them and stuff. So my reviews are a bit different. I've done about three or four. I'll be doing one on a, a theme that, um, Next week, uh, this guy, Matt, I know, too. <laughs> it's just, all these that, Matt guys. Yeah, <laughs> this is this Matt guy. This, <laughs> actually, it's the same guy. But anyway, I digress. Yep. Uh, so, but I, I realized that, yeah, okay, I'm going to kind of have my own style. You know, I think it will probably transform over time. And I may get a little bit more digging into that that part of it or that that kind of that perspective you're talking about. But right now I'm kind of, you know, playing the waters. So far they've gone really good. I'm getting quite a few people coming to me. I was going to vet them out initially, think, okay, you know, pick and choose. And I thought, well, no, that's not fair either. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to dive into these things and tell you, yeah, this is what this does. And, and yeah, you do need to make the decision, you know, like you said, whether you're going to use it or not. But I'm show I'm trying to show you all the guts to say, you know, or do you need all this? You know, 
this, I just did a theme review yesterday and I said, you know, this has a lot of features, but hey, maybe not everybody needs all this stuff. This is for that person that blah, 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 blah and yeah, stuff. Right. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I'm enjoying them. And yeah, it, it basically, I was, yeah, I was thinking, why, why not make money on this? And it, it's become a kind of a, I, I shouldn't say this, but it's become a nice little, um, fence for me too, because I get constantly, I probably get as many as, you know, 10 people asking me to review their plugin or, theme a, a week maybe more now when they send me something i just send them back a link to this and say hey you know i'll do it and you know sometimes it's a new free the plug in their first one i know they're not going to fork out the money but at least tell them that and like you i will continue to also talk about products on my site that aren't paid reviews just because they're plugins themes whatever that i used i've come across and i just want to share anyway so so it's kind of like deal with it <laughs> yeah no i i mean i, I agree and, and one of the things that i think is so important is the uh you know is the reputation that that you and i have established and and many others again there are many other people out there who blog and do reviews uh and do affiliate stuff which we're going to talk about in a little bit that are well-respected uh you know individuals and i think that's what the person has to pay that the person with a product looking for a review has to pay for and understand number one that you are getting a review based on this person's uh uh you know um what do you call it <laughs> i'm losing the words now that this, this person's reputation and sort right. of their characteristics that's the word i'm looking for their characteristics exactly. yep exactly and and that's very important because you know you shouldn't expect as a product owner out there just you know you're not just buying a link and just say only nice things about me or you know only point out the good stuff or write it this way that's not going to happen uh, yeah you know it, there's the wordpress space isn't big enough for that kind of uh, <laughs> political <laughs> uh, tug of war uh, right that's out there right so the other thing you mentioned is uh, it's been a great way uh to create some some income and a lot of people in the WordPress community are going to say, "Ooh, boy, paid reviews, right?" Like other pe people say, like, "Ah, oh, you know, you have to declare that it's a paid review," and and I'm totally for that. Like, mm -hmm. this is this is a sponsored post, uh, as to say that somebody paid me to write this review. Um, but there's no shame, at least there's no shame in my game for saying. I want to make some money off of this. Right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Because that's what this whole, number one, that's what this whole conversation is about, is how can you make money in this place uh, as a WordPress educator or blogger. Um, and uh, again, you've worked so hard to build up this audience and a property, it's worth money. Second, uh, again, like I said before, product owners can use this as as their, as a little R&D, as a little research and development on how their product is in the real world. And it's very valuable. So it like is. when when a customer comes to us for custom WordPress work, and if they don't fall in our into our budget uh, range, I provide them a few links and a few other resources, or maybe some other freelancers that I know could uh, service these folks, right? So I don't want them just you don't have enough money, you can't work with us. See you later, bye, right? All right. Um, same thing with when like you, I get people emailing me asking for reviews. I don't want to just say no, I don't do it. Bye. Uh, now I say yeah, I'll do it. Here's the price. Here's what you're getting for it. Uh, it's to, to offer them something. And uh, whether or not they want to pay for it is totally up to them, of course. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, it's better than me saying, no, I don't do them at all uh, because I don't want to be in this game. Uh, and second, I think getting paid for it, it provides value for everybody involved. So that's what I have to say on paid reviews. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's true. And, and to me, it's like, you know, I can't do every review. Even the people I would like to do a review for i can't because humanly it's not possible with all the stuff so i'm giving some people an opportunity to be pushed up above everybody else and to get a guaranteed you know spot on my blog so and and some people are willing to pay for that if you built up that reputation and that that readership yeah and, and i like that word guaranteed spot on the blog because uh it's probably not to say same thing uh, with you, uh, with me and you, like if I come across a product or a plugin or a theme that I really like, I'll write about it, right? If it if it's so unique and it's doing something that I think is uh, really good or really different, then I'm going to write about it. Uh, but 
it's not guaranteed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, if you pay me, uh, you know, and there are some criteria that is met, then, um, you know, then then you have a guaranteed spot, right? Right. I, I really like that. The so so far we have uh, membership courses, workshops, paid reviews, and what kind of goes off uh, the tail end of paid reviews is affiliates, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's the next way that folks can make money. Uh, there, it could be an entire podcast about that. There could be an entire podcast about any of these topics, but affiliates for one is another one of those love hate relationships, uh, from folks, uh, all around the community. Uh, you know, I am, you know, I, I just getting into affiliate links like SiteGround, really happy with their service. People are always asking me about hosting. So I have a banner on my site for SiteGround. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about them so far. <laughs> and uh, that's the way it works. Um, right. You know, I get great service. People are always asking me where to host. And I say that. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, if, if, if their particular requirements fit the need of a great shared web host for WordPress. Uh, so in your experience of affiliates, uh, how is that going for you? How do you sort of feel about affiliates? How do you declare if it's an affiliate link or not? Do you? Uh, what are your thoughts on affiliates? You know, it's interesting because I've I've written a couple blog posts about it, and I used to have a page with kind of trusted products, and I kind of removed that for whatever reason. But I've been doing affiliates for a while, and I really sucked in the beginning because, I mean, you know, it was nice because every once in a while I'd get some money for gas or lunch, and it was kind of cool, and I'd put a few, you know, ads on the side or whatever, and my my initial when i started when i first looked at them I thought well you know this kind of seems scummy you know every everybody wants money for me to click through this 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 whatever but as i got into them more and more i thought okay first of all i've always been i people kind of know okay when i do an affiliate it's it's this product i've used and i trust it you know i don't ever do a product that I haven't touched I just because I can make a few bucks. I had a bad experience with somebody in the WordPress community by clicking through an affiliate on their site for a service to do some fixes on a WordPress site, refer to client. They came back with a horrible experience, basically kind of bitched me out about it, even though they understood it was somebody else's you know issue. And I responded to them and said, hey, did you know this happened? And it was like, oh, oh, oh well, uh, yeah. it's, anyway, it was just really a weird thing. So so what I did is I started, um, I pulled off, I, I basically the last, about a year ago, I pulled off all my banner ads, except every once in a while I'll do one for like WP Engine if I have something going on there in this one sidebar or something. But I just pulled them all off and I started incorporating them into posts. Now, People knew that they they kind of knew my my um, policy behind them, or they would, uh, you know, n not hesitate to use them, and I would just integrate them into a a post, and my income went up incredibly by doing that, which is nothing new, or it's not you know like rocket science because other people are doing it, but I didn't just you know pound them with you know do a post with you know ten different affiliate links in it. I find where it's appropriate. I've gone back into past posts and put them in where it's appropriate. And again, I think it's that building that trust. People that come to my site figure I'm not some lunatic or something, or I, I guess they kind of, you know, don't think that, that I'm just <laughs> out there just trying to make money. And, and a lot of people, you know, I, I make it uh, clear that, hey, you know, this, this, you know, I have it in the footer. That's where I have it right now. Down on my footer. It's kind of in small print. And, you know, I, I thought this does it for now because I've I've talked enough about why I use affiliates and and how they work for me. And and I also, I, you know, the reviews, of course, I will put those in because I'm reviewing it. And, you know, that does help the income go up. And I do have affiliates in my online courses, too, which helps the income on those online courses. So it's, you know, it's just using them strategically and not just making it spammy. And, you know, everybody, you know, every time I get people always, I get, again, if it's not the plugin, it's 20 emails a week. Will you please join my affiliate program? And I, most of them I ignore now, unfortunately, because I just can't spend all the time responding. But there was sometimes I'd say, 
what? I don't even know your product. Why am I going to, you know, try to push your product? And they go, oh, well, you know, I'll have you try it. Or, But so th- there's been, it's been a over the years. And the last year, my income's really gone up in that that realm of well, affiliate links. And it's it's been, yeah, it's been great. And and I've, I've built, uh, just to kind of let you know, I built up the trust where, I get somebody that will email me that knows me that is going to go buy something. They'll ask me if I have an affiliate link they could use. Yeah, no, that's great. So, yeah. That's great. So, yeah, certainly a great, a great position to be in. You know, you mentioned something earlier about how we, we as uh, WordPress educators, bloggers in this industry, have sort of shortchanged ourselves, which is no different than any of us, right? And in the plugin space, creating plugins or themes, we've set the the price barrier so freaking low. To, mm-hmm. lit- to literally free uh, in most cases that, uh, you know, I think a lot of these these people like, I, I mean, the, the emails that I get sometimes are just ridiculous, right? Like, hey, lo- you know, heard you have like uh, a lot of WordPress entrepreneurs listening to your podcast. You should really look at my product or you should really have me on your show because of my product. <laughs> like what? Like, no. No, right? Like, I want more audience. I don't, like, call up, I don't know, the New York Times and say, you guys really need to put me uh, in the front page of New York Times because, you know, I know a lot about WordPress. Not, yeah. to, say, not to say that I have the same, you know, reach and clout as, as New York Times, but you kind of get the idea. Like, some of this stuff is, like, we're, we're, did you take, a like, a marketing 101 course or a business development 101 course or hella human 101 course? Like, that's how you ask? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, but you know, and, and it's because you know the whole like uh, this. This is very philosoph- uh, philosophical, but the whole WordPress journalism thing. It's not like it's not like uh, Silicon Valley or, or like TechCrunch and The Verge and Recode. And there's so many uh, properties out there where you can be highlighted and written about or interviewed. Uh, because the, the industry just isn't that big, right? There's not enough money at play because shit, we're selling things for 50 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. 100 bucks, uh, whereas these other places are getting millions in investments and and there's bigger money at play, right? So uh, I don't want to say we're like an amateur level, uh, but it sort of feels like it sometimes with the prices that we charge and, and the way that people conduct business. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, uh, I say that because... Uh, Again, it's about building that. It's about building that trust, not just spamming your site full of affiliate links and recommending those that at least you have had good experiences on. I'm writing a post which is, pff, I don't know, delayed by about 15 days. It was supposed to be out at the beginning of the month, <laughs> uh, recommending my my WordPress web host that I use, and there's three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned SiteGround for shared hosting. There's Pagely for anybody looking for uh, a high a higher grade of managed WordPress hosting. And then there's sort of the real inexpensive do-it-yourself digital ocean, right? Those are the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like you really can't recommend more than four, oh, yeah. maybe five web hosts out there. And then yeah. anything beyond that, as I started to write my review, I got into this rant about affiliates uh, <laughs> and about like, because I feel like when I'm writing these posts, I'm educating people how to make the right decisions. And I don't want them to stumble upon some affiliate-driven blog post at the top of Google when they search for best WordPress host 2016. And then they land on a site that has like 12 hosts. Yeah, it's like, exactly. how can you recommend all of these hosts? <laughs> yeah. You know, in yeah. what world do you have the context of 12 different hosts that you might, you know, might fit into? Um, I've been doing this for eight years and I think that there's only three, if maybe four scenarios Unless you have a super bad experience with somebody, which happens, then there's an alternative somewhere. Um, you know, but I just really can't see anybody recommending more than that other than just trying to get a cash grab at affiliate links. And that's it. Yep. That's it uh, yeah. in my mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's um, that's true because it is. I mean, I don't, you know, I like to do single posts on single products at a time, you know, that the right. top 10 plugins and the top. You know. And another thing is I think that, Sometimes, especially if you're in this WordPress core community, and I know you and I both always admit we have our opinions about, about community and different things and stuff that goes on. Some of the people in that community will get on their um, um, soapbox and start talking about affiliates. Oh, should we really use them? Or, but what we don't realize is that on the, so you're just writing for that community, and that's the only people that are coming to your blog. 
most users and people out there have no problems at all clicking an affiliate link. They don't sit there and think you're scum. You know, if you have a couple of them in there on a product you're talking about, hey, you know, so we get too, a little too focused on all these soapbox and the WP drama and all that stuff. If somebody goes off on a real tangent and don't kind of, you know, think of reality beyond the bubble and realize that, yeah, this is kind of, it's like you said, are we so special in WordPress that we shouldn't make any money and offer everything free? Right. No, we should make money like other businesses and our audience a lot of times are beyond that bubble anyway, and they're willing to spend their money in different ways. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're somebody listening to this and you read sort of, uh, cause the holidays just passed, but if you are reading, you know, holiday guides from the verge and they're telling you to buy an iPhone, you better, you'd be on crack to not believe that they're not getting <laughs> an affiliate off of that. Of course right. they are, right? Of course they are. Exactly. Um, you know, the wire cutter, which is a very popular site, um, I believe specifically states that they get affiliate, I believe. Um, uh, you know, I could be wrong, but I think they all link to Amazon based on affiliate fees. And that's how they make some of their money, right? Along with advertising, which we're about to get into. Um, but I, I, you know, it's just one of those things. Again, uh, we've sort of taken a, a little tangent on the old philosophical WordPress trail. Um, but I think because of this open source community and uh, literally you can see the code on everything that like there's always has to be this transparency and if you're clicking that link you need to tell people that because you're making money and money is bad you know at what point are we making money (laughs) you know where do you live that you don't need to make rent right because i want to move there right god exactly Uh, all right last but not last but not least on how to make money in this crazy crazy world is advertising and sponsorship uh you know outside of sort of the review scene uh, you sort of mentioned before that your workshops were sponsored, which I thought was really cool. People could sell sponsorship like I have before uh, when I did the Meritport Startup Challenge. People sponsored that particular episode uh, of the podcast. Uh, of course, podcasting is well known for advertising and sponsorships, doing some read-ins and stuff like that. Direct ad sales. Uh, our good friend Tom McFarlane uh, sells ads on his blog through... Uh, oh God, of course I'm going to forget. I think it's buy to sell ads.com. Um, you know, that's a very, mm-hmm. you know, sort of, uh, traditional way of making money online is putting advertisements on your website. Of course you have to have the traffic just like everything else. Um, have you dipped into this area at all aside from the sponsorship work, uh, workshops, sponsors yeah, workshops? You know, I haven't because, and I do get a lot of people get all these emails. I keep talking about them, but people, Oh, can we buy advertising space? You know, I don't have an out mentioned on the site anywhere but they're just sending me any way I, I it's something that i just haven't yeah i haven't done and i don't know if it's something with just how i've had my site for so many years i personally everything kind of is going in the right direction for me right now with how you know through affiliate and stuff that my site just doesn't, it feels like something will change dramatically if I start just putting up ads on it. Right. It just, there's something, and I, that's kind of a, a weird way to say it because, oh yeah, you know, and I, putting ads, you know, within posts and stuff, and a lot of people do that. I just, or uh, selling ads, I just haven't, I've toyed with it. It's been one of those back and forth things, and I, you know, who knows? I never say never. So sure. it, it could happen, but I'm, I'm still, yeah, I just haven't quite, I don't know. There's something that has pulled me back from it for a while. And then I, I don't know if I'll, you know, cause I know there are very, there are a lot of people that are very successful with that. Sure. And, and I think it's a good route to go. I think, like you said, you know, most people think it's easy to do and they, think okay if i put it up and they you know they hardly have any traffic you've got to you know a lot of these ads what they you know what you got i mean you would if you have somebody advertise on your site you got to deliver and say hey you know this is how many they want to track and see how many people are clicking through i mean there's all these other pieces to it and then if you if you are um you know, doing any kind of other ads, you, yeah, you got to have enough traffic because some of those ads pay very little, you know, some of them, I mean, per click or per sale or whatever. And so it's, yeah, it's a, there's a whole strategy to it that I just haven't quite dove into yet. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Short of the, uh, the short of the podcast, uh, you know, 
I haven't done any direct ad sales. Again, I know people who, who do it, uh, like again, like a Tom McFarlane who sell those direct ads through buy to sell ads, uh, but he's blogging every day and that's sort of his thing, right? That's sort mm-hmm. of his thing. Uh, again, I'm more the, you know, I would love to blog more. I try to, I, I, I've got a whole bunch of stuff drafted that I just never finish. <laughs> um, you know, my thing is just, you know, turning on the microphone, hitting record and just pushing that stuff out. And uh, I don't really, even when I did uh, the spots, uh, the advertised spots, I never really released uh, my my traffic, my stats. Honestly, I don't even track it. I don't care. Yeah. Right? Uh, the things that come to me, like the other day, I'll give a, a listener shout out. Maybe he's listening, uh, is Adam Carter, who don't know who he is, but he tweeted to me the other day, love the show, um, says it's part of his morning routine now. Those things are awesome. And so long as I get one of those every couple of months, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't care how many people <laughs> are listening. Uh, I know, uh, you know, when I go to WordCamps uh, and when I go to events, I, I my, my local WordPress meetup, uh, you know, I don't push, like even on my personal Facebook page, I don't even push my own business. And somebody at the meetup said, I listened to your podcast and he was an older guy. And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, wow, like, really? <laughs> I didn't even yeah, know. Like, yeah. how did you find me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's... You found me like everybody else. And uh, it was it was just crazy to see that. So as long as I know that that's still happening, um, that's what matters to me. And on the flip side, selling advertisements against that. It's just like we were saying, this space isn't big enough. I don't think. Uh, and again, there's going to a lot of people out there that are probably like going to be upset about this. But I don't think this space is big enough to just measure metrics against how many av- how many visitors do you get that's how much i'm going to pay you in advertising because i think that this tightly con- tightly uh woven community is very much word of mouth uh what is bob like what is matt like what is brian like uh you know what is carrie like those are the things that matter exponentially versus how many traffic how many visits we get right, right. Be- because the people who are we are influencing and we are providing information on our qualified uh buyers uh for the most part and right. that's that should be more valuable to a to somebody wanting to sponsor or advertise with us uh, or anybody listening to this right now who is putting out good content in the wordpress space that should be more valuable than you know am i buying an ad on you know cnn.com and i need to see you know thirty thousand page views in a month or whatever no that stuff doesn't really happen um you know short of the super highly trafficked sites um you know that are doing it for seo traffic and 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 traffic numbers you know uh, which which do exist yeah um so to summarize all the stuff let me let me (laughs) rifle through the list one more time We went membership, uh, ways to make money as a WordPress educator or blogger in this space, membership courses, workshops, uh, affiliate links, paid reviews, uh, and then direct advertising and sponsorships in some way. Uh, we're running out of time. Uh, it's been a, a long episode here, but one of the other things, and I'll just hit on it real quick, and I put a question mark next to it, is community. Uh, perhaps you can build a community uh, around a particular vertical or niche in WordPress and without doing links and without doing paid reviews and stuff like that and build uh, a community, let's say on Facebook or on Slack or something like that, uh, not even membership driven, not, not no transaction happening, but what you're doing is sort of beefing up your presence uh, or your authority on that particular topic. And then maybe somebody comes to hire you for that throughout, right? This is sort of an evergreen, longer term approach. Uh, you probably harder to measure money uh, being uh, exchanged, but that is might be another way as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing that I'm hearing, um, and we'll we'll end on this is, it's it, you know I think of, again if you're just starting out in this space or you're six to eight months in it, one of the things you might want to think about is diversifying, right? Doing an online membership, trying some workshops, uh, you know, getting out there with some affiliate links. I don't think any one of these, again, unless you're in the, like the one percent of traffic sites. I don't think any one of these will uh, fully fund your endeavors. I think you have to look at this stuff and say, where can I diversify? Can I do an online and offline workshop and at the same time make some money on the back end with affiliate links? Uh, Can I start a podcast and do sponsorships and do paid reviews uh, like the Matt Report or something like that? Uh, I think you have to find a good mix uh, to really make it uh, a full-time 
business uh, in this space today. Is that a fair assessment, Bob? Oh yeah, exactly. And you know me, Matt. You, you. I mean, we've been friends for quite some time, and I'm constantly, you know, if something doesn't work, it's gone. It's history. I yep. don't sit there and look at it and wallow and think, oh, what can I do to make it better? Okay, this is gone. Bye bye. And then I look at something else, and I'm constantly doing that. And I've been in business, you know, for over 20 years, and still. I just, you know, there's there's things, okay, this is working, this isn't working. What's, what's something new I can pull in? And, yeah, you got to diversify. you got to have these different things that work for you. And you, you're going to – there's going to be a lot of hit and miss. And, yeah, I'm sure you've said it in hundreds, if not thousands of your episodes or whatever, <laughs> that, you know, it's – yeah, it's – it's you got to keep trying. And, you know, nothing just is perfect right off and stuff. So I, yeah. I totally agree. Absolutely. Bob, this has been an amazing episode. I hope folks listening to this uh, found some new light in making some money as a WordPress educator or trainer. If you've got a different way that maybe we didn't mention, uh, leave a comment uh, on the blog uh, post here or just tweet to us. Uh, I'm at Matt Report on Twitter. And Bob, where can folks find you on the web? You can find me at BobWP on Twitter, BobWP.com. Google BobWP and you'll find me. Yeah, so just, go, I'm, just I'm, Google Bob, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> just Google Bob. You might find Bill Murray, uh, yeah. but you might also find Bob Dunn. He's uh, a great guy. And uh, check him out. It's bobdp.com. Uh, got a great new theme headed up there, my friend. Looking great. Looking sharp. Yeah. Uh, looks yeah. good. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. If you want to contribute to the show, go ahead and search for us in iTunes. Leave a five-star review. It would be amazing. You don't even have to write a review. You don't have to type anything, but we'd love to hear from you. Uh, search for us in iTunes. Give us a five-star review. That'd be great. Thanks, everybody.